0: Praise the Lord, this is Evangelist Julius Adeumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Listen closely to this sermon if you love to go to heaven and not hell. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon and the signs of the hand are around about us. The wickedness you are seeing around you, the kidnapping, the murders, the love of money, uh, the Boko Haram, the ISIS, worldwide. Wickedness and violence, they have been prophesying in the Bible that you are being like that at the end of the world. However, just like God saved one man, Noah, in the days of Noah, Jesus Christ gave us the same prophecy that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the time when the Christ is coming. But God will look down and he saw, just like he saw in the days of Noah, he saw one man that was righteous, and God said, Noah, you are the one that I found righteous in this. Generation and God saved Noah and his children. God is good looking down again, even in this other generation. We may find you to be righteous. Even if you that is listening to me, you believe you are a believer in Christ. Have you put your hand in iniquity? Or you that is a preacher, preaching Jesus, and yet have you been participating in ungodliness? Come out from among them, say the Lord, touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and you will be a son unto me, and I will be a father unto you. Hell is not a joke. Let's see the story here that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us a parable. So that you may know that this thing that has been recorded, this thing is real. Hell is real. Fire of hell is real. In the book of Luke chapter 16, some denominations think this is a, just a parable. This is not a parable in verse nineteen. Jesus Christ gave us the story of the rich man that went to hell and Lazarus the beggar that went to paradise. How do you know this is not just a parable? Here is why I know. Jesus Christ said a certain rich man. When you say certain, that means it's a certainty. This is something that the logical saw and knew. And here is the story. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and feared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Even gave him a name. So it's not just any by any beggar, it's a certain beggar named Lazarus. This story didn't give the name of the rich man, but God gave the name of this of the beggar. Say the name latter which was laid at his gate, the gate of the rich man, full of sauce, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sauce. And nobody will help him. It's what he's telling us. Eh? Nobody will help the, la- the the beggar, not even the rich man. And you remember, you saw what said. He said, "I find yourself friends with your, with the mammon of unrighteousness." I mean, if you have money, you better use it to, to to seek to to help somebody. He said, "When you fail, that is when you die, they might receive you into everlasting habitation." But this rich man didn't believe that; He didn't believe in anything, so he, he didn't help nobody. Verse twenty-one continued, and Jesus said, "This Lazarus." It was designed to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover the dogs came and licked his sauce. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died, and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. And set Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now take a note of this, he didn't say anything about the soul, he just said he, he died and was buried. Evidently Lazarus was never buried, was just dumped like a trash. It doesn't belong, it doesn't matter where you where they bury the body or not. But the soul and the spirit is what matters. That's the real you. But for Lazarus, who was a beggar that feared God. His soul was carried by angels to Abraham's bosom, which is called Paradise. But the rich man, with all the wealth, they buried him in a gold, perhaps gold-plated coffin, in the best sepulchre. That's exactly what could have happened to him with all his money. But when he opened his eyes, he found himself in hell, among torments, flames of hell. He said, and in the hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and he said, Abraham afar off, and Lazarus are at his bosom. Now listen to that, my young friend, and listen to me. When you die, your soul and spirit goes somewhere, and you will be feeling the same senses that you have here now will be active when you die. It will be your spirit and soul. The body goes to the grave, rotting but your soul and spirit is the real you and you will be just exactly feeling everything just like if you are feeling it or not right now. You will see just like you can see on earth. You will recognize people even those that you don't even know when you are on earth, you will recognize them because the spirit will just know. That was how this rich man was able to recognize that that was Abraham even though he didn't know him or not and that was Lazarus that he, uh, he could recognize always sitting at his doorstep they won't And they always send him away. And the rich man cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. And cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. He was asking for just a drop of water. But Abraham said, son. You see, Abraham still call him son. There will be some sons of Abraham you preacher that listen to me, you that have been accused of embezzlement, you that is only preaching prosperity, which are only making yourself rich at the expense of the people of God, you are making merchandise of the people of God, making merchandise of the Gospel, you will be a son that perhaps may end up in hell. Abraham still call him son, that should are you. You may be a son that still be in hell because you did not follow the word of God that the logical present to you. Abraham says, son, remember, that means you will still be able to remember how you lived or not, that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. Now, that was just a clause. That was not the reason why the man went to hell. That was not the reason why Lazarus went to heaven, to paradise. It is the fear of God and following the pieces of God that will send you to paradise. Or if you lack thereof, we send you to hell. If you don't use your money to help the poor, you don't use your money to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't you don't use, you don't you don't follow the Lord Jesus Christ the way he wants. You don't fear God and repent from your sins. Then you find yourself in hell. If you still participate in all the ungodliness, in all the fornication, in all the adultery, in all the embarrassment, and you claim to be a believer, you find yourself where you don't want. Because if Christ has washed you with his blood, why are you still in your sin? That's what you ask yourself, because he said the blood of Jesus Christ is so set us from all sin. If you say you have been born again, you are a believer in Christ, and Christ has washed with his blood, why are you still in your sin? That is the the only sin that the world will be condemned of. God is not going to condemn you because of your adultery, or your fornication or your iniquity, or your burglary, or any of these. The world is not going to be condemned because of that. The only condemnation for the world is because they did not receive the antidote for sin which is the Lord Jesus Christ. The antidote for sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ coming to live inside you making you a new creature. If you rejected Christ then you are condemned of unbelief and you will find yourself in hell. You that don't believe in Jesus and you want to follow your father's religion you are rejecting Christ, the only Savior that can save you from sin. Then you find yourself in hell. Now, you that say you have believed in Lord Jesus Christ and you say you have been washed by His blood. What you are telling us, what you are telling God is that you have received the antidote. Which is the antidote for your sin. Now, if you still continue in that sin, God will demand of you. What have you done with the antidote? Which means either you didn't apply the antidote. Because you are telling God that God is a liar, you are telling God that his antidote does not work for you. Fear God. That is why you have to be, that's why he said judgment will begin in the house of God. Because God has provided the, the remedy for sin for human race. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God is no more condemning the world. God is saying, He is no more imputing their trespasses unto them. Everyone, both Christians and non-Christians, both sinners and ungodly people. God is not imputing your sins, your trespasses unto you. He has given Jesus so that you can accept Jesus into your heart. And Jesus Christ will tell you is the antidote for sin and He will make you a new creature in Christ. If you rejected Jesus because your father's religion is what you want to follow, then you refuse the antidote for sin and you will die in your sin and go to hell and lake of fire. Now, if you are a believer, you say you have accepted Jesus and you have accepted his antidote into yourself. How come that you are saying the antidote does not work in your own system? How come you are still in your sin? Is what God is going to demand of you. That what have you done with my son Jesus, which is the remedy for our sins? How come you are still in your sin? Remember the story of the, of the, that Jesus Christ gave the parable of a king that made a, a, a wedding for his son. And he sent the servants to call those who were invited for the wedding that come. Everything is ready, come for the wedding and they made an excuses, they didn't come. And the king sent his servants to go to the highways and edges. Compel them to come in that my house may be full. And the servants went and compelled people to come for the wedding. And the the Lord gave in that parable, he said While the wedding was going on, the king came in to see the guests and he saw one man that did not have a wedding garment. What does that mean? And the king asked him, Friend, how did you come in here not having a wedding garment? The man was speechless, which means He did not follow the rules, he did not follow the protocols. And the king said, bind him and cast him out of the wedding, of the wedding hall. Well, what that is telling us is this. If you are saying, because when you come, when you are invited to this wedding, and you come through the proper shining, through the proper door, they change their garments at the door. In the weddings, in the old times, they give everybody that come through the door a new garment to wear. Everybody must be in uniform. But this man came through the windows, sneaked in, catch, you know, he got great crushers. didn't come through the door. That was why he had no wedding garment. That was what it was us. Which means, if you say you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saying that He has renewed you, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, you should have a new garment. Holiness. You are no more a sinner. That's what it means. You shouldn't be in sin anymore. So when the king comes and find out why are you not in the, in the, in the, why are you not in the wedding garment, I he's saying, how come you are still in your sin? What has the blood of my son done to? Uh, why is the blood of my son not cure you from your sin? You are telling the king that the king is a liar. That that blood didn't wash you clean. Then they will bind you and cast you out because you didn't come to dry though right because you did not repent from your sins. You did not accept Jesus truly. That's what it means. And that is why I'm telling you to repent. You that claim to be a believer. He said judgment must begin from the house of God. Have you been washed in, your, in, your, in the blood of Jesus? If you have been washed, how come you are still in your sin? Is what God is going to ask you. For the world that do not believe in Jesus Christ, what have you done with my son? Is what God is going to ask them. Why have you not believed my son? So that he can take sinful nature from you. But you that say you have come to Christ, you have been washed, how come you are still in your sin? You are telling God it's a liar that God's antidote does not work for you. Repent today. Repent from all this ungodliness. That's why God is saying, Come out of, from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, unto you that say you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you unto myself. I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. The end is near, my friend. Look at this story again. This rich man was in hell. Luke chapter sixteen that I was reading. He called to Father Abraham, Have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, I told you there will be some sons of Abraham that are still in hell. Remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. I tell you, Lazarus didn't go to heaven just because he was poor. Neither did the rich man go to hell just because he was rich. No, it was how you live for God, right here or not, that will determine where you are going. Fear God and keep his ways. And come, I said Jesus Christ, so that you can wash your heart clean with his blood and you will become a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. I see some politicians quoting the Bible, praying over people, believing they are going to win the election, and things like that. And I wonder, I said, if they are quoting the Bible like this, how come they are still in embezzlement? How come they are still stealing from the government money, from the, from the public money? How come they are making themselves multi-billionaires at the expense of the poor that are that are that are, that are homeless, that are penniless, that, that are hungry on the streets? How come the blood of Jesus Christ, whom they claim they have been washed, how come it has not applied, it has not washed them clean? This is the judgment for the house of God. God is going to judge the world. That how come you didn't receive Jesus Christ, the antidote for sin? But God is going to judge people in the church, in the building, among the believers. How come you are still in your sin? You are saying the blood of my son Jesus Christ did not cleanse you. Repent today. Repent from all this ungodliness that is going on in the church of, of the living God. Repent from all the love for money that is in the body of Christ. Abraham couldn't help this rich man according to Luke chapter 16. Verse 26 said Abraham continues beside all this that is beside the fact that you are rich or not, and Lazarus was poor, that's not the only reason why we couldn't help you. He said, besides this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which will pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that will come from thence. Now you see what I'm saying? Your money that you are stealing that you are amassing, keeping it up in some banks will not help you when you are died, when you are dead. Even if you think your children, they might make a golden coffin for you but your golden coffin will not help you in hell. And your children and grandchildren that you are saving the money for, they won't be able to help you either. Repent today and repent and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and take your hand free from all this iniquity that you might be saved. Then this rich man became evangelistic but it's too late. Verse 27 of Luke chapter 16 Then the rich man said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wilt send him, send Lazarus, to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Now he's evangelistic. He wanted to help his own people, his, his brethren are at to our tomb. You may say, well, what is a good thing to do? But you see, it's too late. Abraham answered him. In verse 29, Abraham said to him, Oh, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. That means they have the preachers that are preaching righteousness. And that's what we are preaching to you today. Hear the gospel of salvation. If you don't hear it, this will be your judgment. Say, let them hear the preachers. But the rich man were to give excuse. Everybody wants to give excuse. Oh, the church is full of hypocrites. That's why I didn't join them. Is that why you didn't accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Oh, I see that man that is a preacher, but he's a, he's a thief. That's why I didn't join the church. That will be your excuse. Well, that, will not, that will not hold water in the day when you are in hell. Because everybody will stand before God. Both the preacher that is hypocrites and the layman that was hypocrite that you are pointing about, pointing to and you that didn't, part, that didn't accept Jesus Christ because of the hypocrisy you also will not be accepted either. So that's why you have to stand. Everybody is going to stand before God. Every one of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. If you are a believer. But if you are not a believer, you are not going to stand. You are going to a lake of fire directly. According to the book of Revelation chapter 20. Anyone that has not their name in the book of life will be thrown into a lake of fire. Now, this rich man wanted to give excuse in verse 30. He said, ah, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, do you repent? Well, that's what he thought. If somebody will resurrect from the dead, I will believe. They won't believe. Even if somebody is risen from the dead, they won't believe. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He told them, in three days I will rise again. When He rose from the dead, you know what happened? The Pharisees, the entrance the chief rulers of the synagogues. They told the people that tell the accordions that they stole his body. They didn't want to believe it. So it's not that like if somebody wrote, if I see a miracle, I will believe. You may see a miracle and you still will not believe. Science will give you some reasons not to believe it. Scientists will give you some excuses. They will explain it off. So that is not your excuse. You better repent and believe. You have to come to God by faith. This rich man said, if if someone go to them from the dead, they will repent. And this is what Abraham told him. In verse 31 of Luke chapter 16, Abraham said to him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Now that is your judgment too, my friend. You may not be persuaded even if somebody rose from the dead. Even if you see miracles. Somebody told me that, well, who has gone there and come back to come and tell us? I see. but God purposely allowed one man called Lazarus in the days of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ allowed Lazarus, his friend, to die for four days in the grave. And then he went there and called Lazarus back alive. In Gospel of John chapter 11. Will that make the Jews repent and believe that this is the Messiah? No. When they heard that he has even raised somebody from the dead for four days in the grave, they quickly had a meeting and said, Let's get rid of this Messiah and kill him. You see what I'm talking about? Miracle will not make you believe the gospel. Don't let uh, the excuse give any excuse. It's not some hypocrite that is keeping you away from the gospel. It's not because some preachers are, are doing bad, keeping you away. It is you that is going to send yourself to hell, my friend. If anybody goes to hell, God does not send them there. They, they go there by themselves. The religion of your father, the religion of your of, heritage uh, of your of your grandparents and your parents that you are holding on to will not be able to help you. I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. The only sin that God is going to judge the sinners or the world upon I just say, the world will be joy because they do not believe in Him, not because they is committed adultery, not because they committed fornication, not because they are murderers, not because they are am- am- robbers, because they do not believe and accept Jesus, the antidote for sin. That is the judgment of the world. Anyone that do not accept Jesus Christ and Lord as if anyone that has not been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that have not received the antidote. The reason why they are going to hell is because they did not receive Jesus. But the judgment will start from the household of God first. If you that say you are a believer, if you that say you have been born again, if you that say you are redeemed, not because you are just going to a so-called redeemed church, or Christian church, Evangelical church, or Apostolic church, or this church, or that church, have you really been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ? Have you received the antidote for sin that Jesus Christ is the antidote. He said you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood and you have, that's how you have life. That is you free from your sin. If you do not, if you say you have accepted Christ, how come you are still in your sin? How come that the, the, uh, the antidote does not work for you? It's what God is going to ask you. That's why he said judgment will begin from the house of God. Because God is going to ask the world, what have you done with my with my son Jesus that could have taken sinful nature away from you? But God is going to ask you that is in the church, well, how come that the blood of my son Jesus didn't wash your sin away? Are you saying God is a liar? That his, his blood cannot cleanse your sin? That's why you are still in your sin. Repent today, lest you be condemned with the world. And in Second Corinthians chapter 6, as I wrap it up, God is inviting you right now. So don't be unequally yoked with, together with unbelievers. That you don't participate in what the unbelievers are participating in, don't touch the ungodly thing that they are doing. Come out of among them. You have seen you that say you are a church member. You shall say you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. How come they can still accuse you of embezzlement? How come they accuse you of stealing from the money of the of the people? The contract that you take and you not know, you just you just put the money in your pocket and nothing was done. Or the money that you should have used to pay salaries, you put it in your own private account, you didn't pay the salaries of the, of the workers. You that say you are a senator and you are, you, are, you are massing your money onto yourselves, while the public is hungry. Look at what God is saying. Be ye not only a yoke together with unbelievers, that don't do what the unbelievers are doing. Stand for Jesus, stand for righteousness, do the right thing. What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? If you are a believer, you should be righteousness. And what communion has light with darkness? If you are a believer, you are, a, you are light of the world. Shining to them. This is what God expects from us. Let's do the right thing. And say, so what concord has Christ with be light? If you are a believer, you are Christ to the world. And the unbelievers are the sons of the devil. What part has he that believes with an infidel? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? You are expected to be the temple of the living God, because the Holy Ghost is supposed to be living inside you. So why should you be doing the same thing that the idol worshippers or those who are having devils inside them? Why should you be behaving like them? Doing what they are doing, stealing from the people's money like the unbelievers are doing. Why should you stand for righteousness? God said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord God Almighty. When you stand for Jesus and you separate yourself from all ungodliness, God will stand for you. He said, If you deny me before men, I also will deny you before my father and before the holy angels. If you confess me before men, I also will confess you before my father, before the holy angels. The reason why you are not being, you are not seeing the signs and wonders that God can use to deliver you, is because you are not standing. You are compromising. If you stand for Jesus, and do not compromise, and stand for righteousness, the Lord also will stand for you. He said, "We he confess before the angels. When the angels stand to deliver you from these people that want to attack your household, God will defend you. Angels will arise; they will show themselves and drive the enemy away." But if you are persecuted for righteousness' sake, so don't be afraid of that. Say, Blessed are ye when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake, because yours is the kingdom of heaven. so rejoice in that day and keep and and live for joy, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. When you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. And I'm praying for you right now that you repent and ask Jesus to come into your heart. Let me pray with you. Say it after me. Bible say if you confess the Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in your heart that God has risen from the dead, you shall be saved. That is, you shall have this new life in your heart. A new creature, you become a new creature. See, you say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross and rose again by the power of God. And I believe that you are the Lord of my life. I accept you as the Lord of my life. I accept you as Lord Jesus. Come into me and make me a new creature take sinful nature out of me so that I sin no more so that I may have a hope of eternal life Father I thank you and I become yours from today I repent from all my sins Lord take all the sinful nature from me let me sin no more Amen Father I pray for all the people that are listening help them logo to believe help them logo to begin to read the Bible and to stand for Jesus in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ I pray for them Amen you can write to Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association and we shall be sending you some more literature. And you can send us email, gospeldistribution. dot org. Go to our website, gospeldistribution. dot and you can send email from there. God bless you.